Hey, Jesse here. Are you looking for a little extra focus in your day? Go to extrafocus.com and sign up for my free weekly newsletter. It's a lot like this podcast, but in written form and delivered directly to your inbox once a week so you can read it at your own pace. I always keep it short so it's a quick read to help inspire your week with ADHD strategies and more. And speaking of strategies, when you sign up, you'll also get access to my ADHD strategy guide, the five pillars of ADHD. And if you want to take it to the next level, you can sign up for the paid version of the newsletter. It's like giving me a high five, uh, but with your wallet. Seriously, thank you for the support. It helps keep the lights on and allows me to continue to do this important work. Again, just go to extrafocus.com to sign up today. I think part of me like, wow, it's it's not like I suddenly have ADHD. I think what like with school, with work, it was not so bad. But like with parenting, oh, my God, I think I had this idea of myself as, you know, like I want to be this like Montessori kind of mom, like and then all of those things just just really fell apart with me, like with parenting. Hey, my name is Jesse J. Anderson, host of the ADHD Nerds Podcast, the show where we talk about living with ADHD and have some fun along the way. This is episode 11, and today I'm talking with my friend, Monica Lim. Monica is a project manager and creator based in Seoul who currently leads business development in Korea for Lottie Files, a community platform for creating motion graphics. Among other things, she's also worked as a career and English coach, helping professionals improve their communication skills and accelerate their careers. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Llama Life. Say goodbye to never-ending lists and hello to daily bliss. Llama Life is a perfect tool for managing time-boxed working sessions. You can whiz through your monstrous to-do list, finish your work on time, and get the things done that you said you would do. To get your free trial, go to ADHDnerds.com slash llama, that's L-L-A-M-A, and get started today. And you can save 20% by using the coupon code JESSELLAMA20, that's jesse L-L-A-M-A-2-0. Now let's get to the show. Monica, it is great to have you here. Thank you for having me and for your patience. Yeah, we finally, finally figure out the schedule. Yeah, so I always love to start the show kind of hearing your background with ADHD. What did you maybe notice growing up that maybe you thought there was something or maybe you didn't know? And then how did you eventually kind of find out that, oh, this is ADHD and what, yeah, what has that meant for your life? So I had heard about ADHD and like just by definition and I never saw myself even close to that like territory because like I think growing up I was a really really good student I loved studying like nobody told me I had to do my homework I would just be studying a lot or like into books and I could like really focus I could be like five hours straight you know like doing something homework or like studying for tests um so like growing up I really don't remember like any hint of oh Monica's ADHD or uh, like I, I like I associated ADHD with like fidgeting or like just not being able to stay still. And I was a pretty kind of like quiet uh, girl, just you know, onto to my things. So yeah, growing up, it was pretty um, like no signs of anything mm. out of the typical path. Right. So when when did that change? I think for me, like it really was pretty recently, like a huge breakthrough for me was I just kept getting bored at work. Like I just kept switching jobs like, you know, like, oh, this is not for me. Like I would just have sudden sort of new career aspirations or interests. And I 
think that was like I just always felt restless, which I didn't, which I didn't notice going through like school. I did like my bachelor's, I did my master's, and maybe uh, you have like the the semesters, you have like classes. So you know, like it, before you're about to get bored, there's a new semester, new students, mm. new classmates. But that that's kind of like how I interpret like why didn't I notice this before? So I think it was always there, but like there were uh, I was kind of motivated always to because I there was a lot of new and new challenges newness to my academic sort of career but um, my background is in civil engineering I, I studied civil engineering and I worked as a project manager in construction so I did like large commercial projects mm. and some of these can go for like over 18 months it could be three years long and it was it just after about like six months or about a year like I would just get that itch oh like this is kind of like you know boring or like it's very repetitive and I would not find sort of like new challenges and I had this like opportunity to teach at a university and I was like, oh this is like it's like like the the, the checks you know like oh super interesting exciting new Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So it's okay I'm in and whenever like I had those kind of opportunities come up um quite often so you know I was teaching about after a year oh like I don't like my coworkers. like I don't know if this is for me like and then going back to corporate and that's how I worked in the states after like I, I studied in the, in the states I worked in Chicago for for about two years I went back to my school in Urbana-Champaign and then like I bored and I was looking for a job and that's how sort of I kind of like landed back in South Korea which is like you know where I'm from uh, originally so yeah like just just jumping off career and I went back it was a going back and forth from like my my actual professional career and then like something very different from my career so I was like construction like project management and then teaching and then back to project management and after I got married about like I don't know 10 years ago I just felt like I had more you know I was just getting bored at my job at my corporate job and I was like oh you know like I'm still young and like I just played that like repertoire like I'm young I should figure out what I want to do now not later mm -hmm. and you know I can take a job I could always go back to work and that's how like I just really yeah like I just quit my job and and I was like okay what should I do what should I do and back then it was very popular to like you know for somebody coming from abroad uh, a very easy sort of side job was to teach English it was like back in 2013 so oh again like oh like sounds interesting like I love meeting people <laughs> like and like you know that that cycle so I was teaching and then like getting bored and maybe about three years ago I was like okay there's there's like something strange here like my husband was like oh Monica again you're like bored again like you're switching jobs mm -hmm. again and there was this this one uh, in 2000, back in 2019, this is like pre-COVID, one of my, uh, my, you know, I was coaching uh, adults for like English and one of my clients worked at a modeling agency. So I had this like really super random opportunity to work uh, for a fashion week in Korea. So oh, wow. my job was to like basically, okay, we have like a lot of editors from like Vogue magazine, like all these big names that I like I had heard. <laughs> Um, you know, like we have to make sure that they go to their show, 
windows. They go in time. We check attendance. We make sure we usher them. And like it was like the first time I'm doing this, but it just sounded super exciting, super new. <laughs> and I was like,、uh-huh. okay, I'm in. And this is like March of 2019, and like fashion shows can be a whole like it's so it, they can be so intense and so crazy, but.、Um, I was so good at it. Like,、nice. there are million parts. There are like million things moving. They're like, there's so many things going on. Like again, like I I could see people panicking, but、uh, somehow it was like my first time doing it. Like I just 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 kind of like knew exactly like what I was supposed to do,、mm-hmm. how to control all this like million parts. Like I was just like kind of killing it, right? Like I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm really good at this. Was it almost like crisis management? Like things were kind of a little bit chaotic. Kind of, but like it's almost yeah, like super chaotic. But like I was kind of like really flowing in the middle of the chaos. Mm-hmm. And I love the like, chaos. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I knew like maybe it's because also my background. Like I, I'm a project manager. Like I was in construction, so just like all this like sequence of things that need to happen, and like you know, like a sense of what needs to get done before, like what could happen, like predicting and acting upon that. And、um, mm-hmm. so, like it was like they gave me this very very tiny job, but I could like I just really really. Took ownership and like I came up with like systems on like how to create attendance, you know, plans. Like I just went <laughs> all out, and I was like, I could, I was like until like two a.m. in the morning, like planning sheets and like like nobody told me what to do, but I knew what to do. And after that show, I was like, wow, this was like really awesome. Like I、mm-hmm. love this type of work, and I had like other opportunities to do that, right? But、um, And that's when I noticed, like you know, like I love this, like really intense, like so many things going on. I love figuring things out, and then、mm-hmm. I'll get bored, right? Of other, you know, like so for fashion shows,、um, I. I I didn't get bored yet because like they're like so crazy, right? Like every time <laughs> is a crazy thing, and then、mm-hmm. it ends in like two weeks max. It's over.、Uh, it's not like a two-year thing. Like so, there's really no time to get bored, and that's that's why like I love fashion shows, but they're also so intense. And、mm-hmm. um, so that's when like I experienced something so intense that. Around me, nobody else I felt like could do very well, or like I was really kind of uniquely designed or shaped for this,、mm-hmm. uh, and I would just get really bored. So I noticed that like, oh, I'm I'm a little bit different. Like there there's something here that I can handle that other people don't seem to do just as well. And that combination, like back into the nineteen, and then like just again like hopping from jobs and getting bored and. And I think it was like two thousand, like twenty, like last year. Like I,、uh, I discovered this this crazy world of like courses, of learning, of like connecting with people. Like it was just so stimulating for me. Like meeting people, like、uh, reaching out to some people, like having those people reach back to me. Like,、uh, and it was so I don't know, just just very very like high dopamine, high energy, like just just very intense、mm-hmm. and. I think that's when,、um, yeah, they were like, the, they're like, okay, like this is 
And then I'm looking at my husband, super neurotypical, like he's like the most <laughs> kind of typical guy. And I like none of the things that I was experiencing, I felt like he could sort of relate. Like we were not on the same page in terms of like experiences and, and how our brains were working. And then like people that I follow, like Mari Pullen, even like you, just talking about ADHD. And uh, Mari Pullen, she back into like probably I, I learned about her through YouTube in 2000, like maybe 20, like right at the start of like COVID and like I'm like she's my twin sister she's like my tw like <laughs> I was like how can this person total stranger like everything she says like how she like she was like speaking out loud explaining what her like how her brain was was working and it was mm -hmm. exactly how like I like my brain was working so I like I really followed her like uh, just, just the things that she was doing and how she was doing it like really resonated with me like really applied to me and really worked for me so so, um, you know, like I, I took her course, Notion Mastery, which is like a super great course. Lots of people that I feel like have ADHD in that course. And even like Notion, like I love Notion so much. Um, just how I was like instantly connected and instantly loving Notion, I felt. And again, like some other people, like this is so easy. Like I'm like, this is like so intuitive. It's like, you know, how can like people not get it? But I saw a lot of people that I just like, it, there's something different about me, right? So a couple clues, but again, I'm still like resisting. Like me, ADHD, like I can work on something for like eight hours. Like, like <laughs> I don't need food. I don't need water. Like I can, I can go straight. Like I don't, I don't. I don't struggle with focus. I did the exact same thing when my wife was talking with her friend about ADHD and she sort of brought it to me. I basically said like, there's no way that I can have yeah. ADHD because I can spend hours focusing on the things I'm interested in. And it's like, yeah. Then I found out about hyperfocus and I was like, oh, uh oh, <laughs> that really kind of fits my situation. Yeah. And I, I think I, I, I may have learned about hyperfocus from you, like from like your, like you had like the five pillars, you know, like I can really focus in a way like it makes me proud like I was like wow like yeah. I like I did this and uh, I didn't realize that it was a trait sort of like specific or like common in in people with ADHD so I'm like mm -hmm. gathering clues and I think the biggest thing was I was so stimulated that like my brain just became so loud like I think like my brain just did like it was just really loud all day long and of course i'm like oh you know like everybody like yeah you know like I, i'm i'm on twitter like i'm learning a lot of things this is totally normal probably a lot of people like are going through the same thing and uh it was just getting really bad like just just mm -hmm. i just wanted my brain to quiet a little bit but it was just like like a faucet like it was just just like waterfall of stuff like ideas connections like it was just just talking to me like nonstop. and just somebody like has suggested oh monica like you know like maybe you should look into this and like you know I have ADHD like a friend of mine that had ADHD I was like you know uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to tell you but like I think I always knew that you had ADHD and like what <laughs> um yeah and I I that's when around the same time like you know ADHD like even Mari Poulin was like oh I was recently diagnosed and blah 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 mm -hmm. blah and I'm like oh maybe I, I that is it, it felt like a natural step to to like 
see if like what kind of you know ad like do i have adhd like what does this look like for me and mm-hmm. i finally went to see a doctor and like the doctor also in like going through like childhood and like like oh miss i don't think you have adhd and i'm like <laughs> um yeah because i and i think it's because i was a very good student like almost a straight a student like i love studying and um and i have my sort of ideas of that like i think getting Great grades was sort of a game for me. Like I don't remember mm. anything I studied. Like I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything from my classes. It's so sad. Like I have A's, and but I think for me it was like that the the game and the rush of of getting that difficult problem nobody can get but me. Like you no, know, mm. like solving that thing, and then that was very very kind of motivating for me. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I I love that feeling of like solving something no one else can solve. Exactly. Like that is oh yeah, give me that problem. That's what I want. Exactly. Do. So like it, yeah. there would be exams <laughs> where like oh there's one person in this class who solved this problem. Like oh Monica, like you know and like <laughs> I mean I don't even know that problem. I don't even know like how I solved it. But like just I think I had like the the, the like the good goals to have to get good grades but not mm-hmm. so much to really learn. Um, right. Mm-hmm. At least like, you know, for me. So long story and like wrapping it up, like I finally get my diagnosis like probably earlier this year, la- end of last year. And uh, it's been like, oh my God. Like it- it's been a whole lot of, uh, wow. Like, you know, because like, I've been reading or like studying or, and just really understanding how there are like so many ramifications. There are like <laughs> so many things that I do. And I see a lot of like this traits, this like little signs and clues and breadcrumbs, right? Of like ADHD signs. And I don't know, like so many mistakes I've made, so many bad decisions I've made, so many things that like could mm-hmm. have been so different today. Had I known I had ADHD and like, oh, you know, Monica, like you, this is like, you're you're rushing into this or um, I could have saved a lot of heartache and a mm-hmm. lot of bad decisions had I known, I think, that I had ADHD. Yeah, I think when a lot of people, when they get diagnosed, uh, I know I went through this, there's almost like a period of mourning where you're kind of like looking, (laughs) you're kind of looking back on your life and just seeing like, oh, that's why, that's why. There's like a reason behind all these things that kind of went wrong or went sideways and you didn't, didn't really know why at the time so you're just kind of like going with the flow but then looking back you're just like it seems like my entire life would have been different if I had known this and maybe that's not true but like looking back it's just so hard to just knowing that there's that yeah like you're learning the more you learn about ADHD the more you just see like oh it's in like everything in my life like all the decisions and actions I make it's it's present in all of those places and so not knowing about this huge piece of how my brain works for for me it was you know 35 years like that's a long time to live life and not know why your brain is doing things the way it's doing it yeah for yeah it was it was uh it's huge it's huge and like i i almost kind of want to become like an advocate of like just just helping people that almost like give them clarity like sooner like you know i because i i notice a lot of people i have you know some clients that i notice those traits and i'm like I'm not gonna tell them I can get diagnosed, but uh, I think they're they're like they're things so worthwhile to explore. To even mm-hmm. even if you don't have ADHD, but to really understand how you operate 
it would be a huge thing, especially with parenting, right? Like they say for, for people with ADHD, their kids like most likely may have also like ADHD traits and learning that I have ADHD, noticing my kids have ADHD or like seeing those those traits has really mm-hmm. changed the way I parent and um, like have, have more compassion for my kids, right? Right, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because it, it's hard. There's so many things with ADHD and with just the kind of expectations of what you think parenting is going to be like. I mean, those expectations are out the window for everybody, but particularly when they have ADHD, there's just so many unique struggles to kind of because like their world, like with school and everything, like they have there's schedules they have to follow. There's work that needs to be done and just sort of like navigating that. And there's also like the emotional dysregulation, which can make raising a kid really difficult. <laughs> um, just sort of like learning how to handle that. Yeah, I think part of me like, wow, it's it's not like I suddenly have ADHD. I think what like with school with work, it was not so bad. But like with parenting, oh, my God, I think I, I think I had this idea of myself as you know, like, I want to be this like Montessori kind of mom, like homeschool, like I'm gonna like, I want to teach my kids about like all this book that are awesome and and then like all of those things just just really fell apart with me like with parenting like you know kids don't don't do what you think they will do or like they, they're kind <laughs> right. of like and and dealing with that sort of like rejection like feeling rejected as a mom and like feeling like really mm. crappy about like so parenting and relationship was like the the huge kind of um i think with adhd like i always feel that certain things are like the the, the lucky things that get all your attention (laughs) and then there are things that just because of xyz just don't get attention right i'm sure like there are lots of adhd moms who like love parenting like are really good and maybe that's their their zone of genius where like that's Mm. where like they still spend like eight hours like researching recipes or like you know like looking for crafts and like all of these things but for me i realized that oh my god like parenting is really really hard it's like the, the thing that i procrastinate it's the thing that I just really don't want to do and Mm. like having that feeling made me really shameful like I'm like oh like you know I'm their mom and like so I think parenting and like my relationship with parenting was like a huge kind of like coming to accept myself like you know this is an area where it's just hard for me like I need to make this more interesting I need to Mm. uh, Mm. I need to make this more new I need to make so I could have like smaller wins not having this this really high expectations of parenting and that has really helped but like I'm so forgetful about all the important things about parenting like you know like vaccination like there there's so many things that you need to keep track of that are mm-hmm. really important like signing them up for school signing them up for like <laughs> daycare like signing up for this and like all of those things were like, oh, like, I don't want to do that. It's like, you know, it's like the, the taxes and like filing yeah. for taxes, doing your insurance stuff. That was for me, like doing stuff for, for like parenting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um terrible I, I found especially with like pandemic stuff it just got all even more difficult there's more paperwork more schedules you know our, our kids were having to do school from home which was just 
absolute chaos at our house because um, I, I work from home too. Luckily, I have like an office. It's sort of it's like built in the garage. So it's a little bit separated from the house, but it was still I had to, you know, I was still like taking time from work to get inside to help things happen because, yeah, it was just chaos. And so there's so much with parenting and schooling in particular that requires all the stuff that people with ADHD really hate to do. <laughs> Just like all the schedules oh and the God. paperwork and all that like busy work. And I, I find myself like all the time just thinking like I'm problem solving in my head, like, oh, the school should do it this way. This would be so much easier for people, but there's nothing I can actually do to make that happen. Oh my God. It just yeah. is the way it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like I, I can totally relate on like, it's almost like you, you, you think of how to make the system better instead of doing like the one percent <laughs> that matters i'm like ah, yeah like yeah um and i mean scheduling i'm like my work i see myself as a project manager and i'm actually a pretty good project manager um mm. i love scheduling like just figuring out like what are some of the areas that could go wrong and like scaffolding those things and like i'm so good at that i just just need to figure out a way to to make parenting like uh, mm. a project, so it's, it's it's almost like I need to find little things that I can do to projectify like my life with the kids, uh, mm -hmm. and and I and I have small wins. Like I'll think of like, oh, well, how can I make this like less friction for the kids? And I'll come up with things that work, and they're like they feel like a huge win for me as a parent. So it's it's just really like you're not terrible, Monica. Like, you know, there are things that mm -hmm. you need to work on, but there are all these other things that you're really great at. So I, I, I'm trying to practice more grace and self-compassion. Like, Monica, you know, you, you, you're really good at these things. How can we make this a similar environment for like the kid the things that are difficult for you like parenting like meal planning is like so stressful <gasps> oh my god like um just just those decisions like even like okay what should where should we go eat out like that decision is really hard for me and mm -hmm. i think my, my husband like he does not understand why that's hard so i'd like it's hard please just decide like <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i totally I, I relate with that feeling um i i think Sometimes I feel like the success that shows up when, for example, my daughter is like having a hard time getting like she has homework. She has a hard time getting going on it at all. And then I feel like like my I can jump to like creativity. Like, how can we make this more novel or creative? And that's the sort of thing that like, you know, for us, like my wife, she struggles with that. She's really good with all the other stuff that I'm terrible at. But in that scenario, like that's when I can shine a little bit of like becoming like injecting creativity to help make homework happen and it doesn't always work and it's like it's <laughs> so frustrating when I think I have like a clever plan that's gonna work that's gonna help motivate my daughter and then it just like falls flat it's like oh that did not work at all but a lot of the time I'm I think because I understand how her mind works you know a little bit more because I know that I understand the ADHD aspect of it I feel like a lot of times that motivation will feel impossible to my wife or someone who's neurotypical. Like they can't understand how to get through, you know, it's the like the wall of awful concept. Like how do you 
break through this wall when it's there. And I think I'm able to, at times, you know, lean into my strengths with ADHD and figure out creative solutions for stuff like that. Um, and that's, I, totally. I try to, I try to remind myself of those moments when I fail at the like, oh, sorry, I got the kid, I, you know, supposedly got the kids ready, but I forgot they're not wearing socks or whatever sort of thing like that. It's like those things are going to happen. And I just try to remind myself of the things that go well, because like, that's what's going to motivate me to be better at the end of the day leaning into and like appreciating my own strengths is like that's what helps me be a better person and be a better father and all those sorts of things um, yeah same here like I because I know how like it works for me I can see now like when they're blocked or like how to unblock them or like if especially mm. with homework and like my daughter like I'll try to understand like, there are like very small reasons why they don't want to do th things so for example a very mm. specific thing that happened this past weekend she has to write like a diary like a journal entry once a week mm. and she had ran out of space in her notebook so she has like a new notebook and she had to do, we used like an old notebook. And she like, was like, oh, like she's crying, she's crying. Like, oh, like, I don't want to do that. And it, it turned out to be because like the first few pages had like old stuff. Mm, mm -hmm. And she did not want <laughs> to reveal that. And like, I had no clue. Right, and then like right. her brother is like, oh, I think she doesn't want to show her like bad, like mistakes from like last year. It's like, mm. oh my God. And then like, so we taped that part from the beginning mm -hmm. and you know, like, and then she started doing it again. So like, it's, it's really the little things that you notice to, to unblock them, to, to get yeah, them started. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great time to wrap that up and move on to shiny objects. So shiny objects is a part of the show where we just sort of share some sort of shiny object that is, you know, grabbing our interest lately, something you want to recommend and share with other people. So what is what is your shiny object? I'm really getting into like writing on paper. So mm. just even like different notebooks, like different like 100 grams, like 80 grams, like, like different paper, like I'm getting obsessed with paper and pen. So just just fountain pens or like different pens that like how it feels writing. Um, I'm really into kind of like hip. I don't know what that, that those are called, but like they're they're Japanese. This brand that I really like is Le Pen by Marvin and some Pentel pens that work really nice on uh, like Hobonichi, you know, planners that I'm really into. So as you were talking, I was going to ask if you use the Hobonichi because I I've bought several of them and I love them, but I also end up forgetting about them. Oh, so I bought two. Like I, I bought a daily one and a weekly one, and the weekly mm. one is is awesome. Like it's it's so compact, but you can you can fit in so much stuff. Like I'm, I'm amazed at all the things I can fit in there. Cool, and I'm gonna go ahead and share my shiny object real quick. Uh, so I feel like I'm I've been hogging shiny objects with video game related stuff, which just shows why the show is called ADHD Nerds because I'm a bit of a nerd. But I have to talk about I just got the Steam Deck, which is a video game console it's basically like a whole pc but like handheld so it's kind of like a switch nintendo switch but like a beefier one that can play pretty much any pc game 
and it is amazing. It's quickly become like my favorite gaming console. And I kind of basically forgot about my Nintendo Switch. It's just sitting in the drawer now. But yeah, so if you're if you're a big gamer and you're not sure, I mean, there's a wait list for it, like most things are wow. these days. But I absolutely love uh, my Steam Deck. It is a super fun console. They've just really made everything work so well on it. The screen's gorgeous. It feels great to use. And yeah, highly recommend the Steam Deck if you're, for anyone that is a video game nerd that I, uh, like I am. So awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Monica. This is great. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you for having me. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. I especially want to thank our VIP patrons, Sharice Carlson, Dan Ott, Jessica Cherry DePaul, Luce Carter, Richard Stevens, and Todd Barnett. Your support helps me do this show and the other work I do, so thank you so much. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash J. That's J-E-S-S-E-J. And you can always support the show for free by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts or the podcast player of your choice. Full show notes and transcript are available at ADHDnerds.com.